Hi, welcome to Awake TV. Today, Sue and I are going to talk about understanding multiple realities. Enjoy. Hi, welcome to Awake TV. So, today, Sue and I are going to talk about understanding multiple realities. So, um, Sue and I came across Daniel Scranton channeling a few days ago, and then you know, we've been talking about this subject like in previous episodes, but we think it's a really a good idea because more of the more uh, experience of collide ourselves with multiple realities or experiencing in one moment and then shifting to another moment happens. And then we can share our personal stories of our experiences and stuff like that. And then what you can, um, how you can notice when you are experiencing yours. Yeah, I just want to quickly say that episode that uh, Erica was telling you about, it's um, Daniel Scranton, Multiple Realities, Timelines, and Versions of Everything, the channeling by the 9D Arcturian Council, and it's on YouTube, uh, March 29, 2022. Yeah. So what did you think about that um, channeling, first of all? Well, I first want to say that uh, remember when you introduced me to Daniel Scranton, mm -hmm. um, I, I had a weird reaction because he records his actual channeling process in the beginning before mm -hmm. the message comes out. And I, it was just too weird for me. I, I was like, what the hell is that? And so I just want to quickly say, um, I realized that it was a synchronicity that Erica was suggesting Daniel's work to me because after I got past that weird, uh, in my opinion, it was weird, but it's not weird. Everybody channels the way they channel. Once I got past my um, affliction with it and started really listening to Daniel's messages, oh my gosh, um, it was, it just opened my world up again. I mean, along with all the other teachers that I've come across or spiritual people that share their information, um, Daniel just really clicked with me. So I, I just want to say to everybody, you know, when you, if you tune into it, his work, and you, you start to get a little funny feeling about how he connects to the council, just either scroll forward a little bit until he's actually connected and he starts talking, but try the message, you know, give it a shot because we're just not, we're, as we're moving to 5D really and higher dimensions, we do have to, and I admit that I had a um, judgment, okay? We have to move away from judgment on how, how people receive messages and our connections uh, that are coming very quickly with the galactics people, you know, beings do things in different ways. Um, and there are beings that communicate telepathically. So, I mean, we have to kind of like shed our judgment of how we communicate or how we connect. I just wanted to quick put that out there. Yeah. What did I, I, I want to add, add that for extra assurance. So Daniel is introduced by my guide and Archangel Mikao gave me a long lecture about, you know, how deceptive for the beings are, blah, blah. So I had this, you know, um, instruction to my guide and angels do not let anybody, including Chanela come near me until I'm ready. So Daniel is happened to be the one who got introduced through my guide and my angels, you know, to mm -hmm. listen to so mm -hmm. i i was watching daniel um of course i can read the vibration of the human being so i i decide what i watch based on the person's vibration so back then his vibration was okay you know so i said okay it's good enough daniel's vibration is pretty high right now because you oh, know yeah. like years of vibrating you know, with 90 Acturians, you will kind of merge yourself into that vibration. Anyhow, yeah. so people may think like, 
oh, he's making funny sound and doing all this hand gesture thing and you never know what he's connecting to. <laughs> the thing is, 90 Actuarians are, well, my guide, they're not gonna be main speaker to talking to me daily. They used to be, now it's Syrians, but they still are my guide. We work together. And then because I listen to Daniel and then I take uh, Daniel's uh, private channeling here and there, the voice I hear, because I hear the voice of beings in different voices, but Daniel's voice is uh, 90 Actarians when they're talking to me about what they want to talk about, the voice is Daniel's. Yeah. So um, he's a very authentic queer channel. Yeah. And uh, so his message, I really um, connect with or resonate with. And then a lot of times, you know, pe people may say, I channel, so what's the point of listening to other channel? Well, why oh, not? Wow. You know, it's still fun to listen to. Uh, it's still fun to take the session to because it's nice to hear, even though you can connect with those beings on your own, nice to hear through other people. Well, I have an opinion about that question you just posed. Why should we listen to others? Confirmation, for one. Um, you know, as you said in the beginning of our session here, you and I have been talking about these concepts that Daniel presented in the episode I mentioned, which hopefully you can link it uh, in yeah, the comments. Okay, cool. Um, you and I have talked about this, what his, the information that he presented. So what does it do when we hear it from another source, another person channeling? It confirms um, and also it helps us to see things uh, from another vantage point. In other words, um, we have a message that we've presented. We're going to present it again because it's just that important. And then people can hear it from different vantage points. Yeah, which I think is always helpful in the learning process. Um, they say when uh, children are learning new concepts, they need to hear something, you know, over a hundred times before they start to really, you know, latch on to the knowledge. Um, I don't know if that's true or not, but it feels true. Like the, the more you practice your instrument, the better uh, player you will be. Mm -hmm. uh, these concepts are a little bit heady for most of us. Um, when we first hear them, because I know from my own experiences uh, in my 20s, when I heard these concepts, I pretty much rejected them almost outright. But then there was a seed planted in here that, it, you know, my soul was talking to me, I just didn't realize it, which was saying, no, this is, there's something to this, you need to look more into this, you need to uh, find out about it. And so as I did that over 30 years, now it's like really solid because I kept practicing it and hearing it said by different people, different teachers, different uh, spiritual people. And then I started over the 30 years really applying it in my life and seeing how these things I was hearing actually were happening, right? Yeah. Because I was consciously looking for the evidence and as I kept seeing the evidence, it's it just more and more solidified. So that's why I think it's important to hear it from different sources. This mm -hmm. is why I tapped into it when I heard it from Daniel, because I know you and I have talked about this and I went, oh, this is great, you know, and with things moving as quickly as they are in our realities, um, timeline shifting, reality shifting, multiple realities, obviously it's a topic that we need to talk about and revisit often because people need to understand how they create their own reality and yeah. um you know and, it's uh, a biggie it's really important like you guys to understand like we do watch tarot by Jan janine you know it's enjoy enjoyable but yeah. even that it's really important to decide what you want just because she read a card but some part that you don't resonate with, right? Um, in my case, like the last reading of April, she was talking about, oh, it takes another year or years to build a financial system or whatever, like structure. She was talking about that. 
to me, like that's not my timeline. You know, it's already placed QFS. Mm -hmm. So everything will good to go. I mean, this building new society structure, all that kind of stuff will take time. Depends on the timeline. It may be five years, it may be 10 years, who knows which timeline you are at. And then you have a choice of deciding what you want and then start vibrating according to that frequency. Yeah. So even Daniel's channeling of the Acturian councils, they are talking about there's a some of the version of them. They don't even exist in our reality to appear through Daniel to share their wisdom and the knowledge because that version of them. Well, they exist, but they made a, you know, on this other timeline, what you're talking about, they exist, but their consciousness is different in the sense that they they believe in no interference that we need to you know so uh, some other version of them in another reality is they're there but they choose not to talk to us because they want us to figure it out on our own yeah so yeah um the important thing is this you know also this content every content the 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 reason why we're bringing this up over and over so you guys become responsible creator. Yeah. So um, we do shift our timeline all the time. Timeline is not the linear. Even if you go to personal tarot card reading, and then the person gonna read whatever gonna happen in three months. But if you worked on yourself, and then the timeline change because you are no yeah. longer in that timeline because you shifted to higher timeline, right? So. Um, multiple reality parallel universe parallel reality exists and then my modality is uh, utilizing that so it's fun you know matrix energetics but whole point is when i was doing matrix energetics i can share you with you guys a really really funny story um the founder richard bartlett or you know co-teacher melissa joy uh, she's my mentor but um, they have been teaching like, oh, every time we do matrix energetics, something really weird happened, like a restaurant appear, restaurant disappear. So we heard all this meaning of stories, something appear or something disappear. But you hear as a story, but unless it happened to you or happened to your friend, you, it's not, you don't believe them, but you are like, oh, that's not my reality, right? So I was going to Matrix Energetics um, seminar in Germany. Um, I become friends with an English guy. And then he, his hotel was two stations away from where we are at. Um, he told me like, oh, you know, like every day I go back to my hotel and talk to the bartender at the pub. And then mm -hmm. me and him, we we meet up and then we go to the seminar site which is not like which kind of like complicated way to go to so we usually went together to the site and then he told me you know like took me like 45 minutes to go back to the hotel last night and i was like what's happened and he was like i couldn't find my hotel and then i was like what do you mean <laughs> and then he oh was like oh, it's disappeared so usually oh. like i go through that's that's true and then you see the gas station then when you make a left there's a hotel so i was like uh-huh i made a left and there's no hotel oh my gosh we did like a major matrix energetic stuff on on the before before that he's he's changed right and then i was like wow and then he said i decided to go other places to find my hotel because the hotel has to be somewhere and he said well i found my hotel when i walked straight and the hotel was there so oh. i was like what the fuck and then he decided <laughs> to go into the pub in the hotel like and he, he like spoke, usual yeah. yeah and he spoke to the bartender which he speak with every single night and asked him how long this hotel has been here in this location. And then this, this bartender, you know, confirmed that it's always there. 
And then I was like, what the fuck? You know, he was like, was it the same bartender? Yeah, it's the same person. Okay. So he shifted to one reality. He was there yesterday with me to new reality. Hotel is no longer on the turning left side. But yeah, straight. yeah. And I was like, wow, I was thinking that's tripping. And he was like, yeah, we heard from Richard and Melissa. They always talk about, you know, they try to go to the restaurant and then next day it's gone. It happened to me. So I was like, wow, that's tripping. And then I took another seminar, practitioner seminar in Baltimore. And then I, I gave my luggage because I couldn't go into my room. Um, before like seminar starting so I gave my luggage to the hotel and then what hotel did was he gave my luggage to someone else oh boy yeah and then this person is a man and then this person was leaving um on that day and out of town yeah Mm -hmm. while leaving the hotel right he checked out and then he was leaving to some other state Yep. Like driving. So mm-hmm. I found out that, that much. And then I was like, what the fuck? And then what happened was long story short. I couldn't get my luggage at all last like four days. So I did shopping and everything. But point is, um, I got a phone call from Matrix Energetics office. And um, before then, I was called to uh, do the, they usually do demonstration healing. Uh, not the demonstration matrix energetics to teach students, but they need a test subject. So I became a test subject three times during a four-day seminar, which is really unusual because you have 300 people and they, they always point at you to go up on the stage. And every time I wanted to talk about my luggage, but they didn't, right? And then I spoke with Melissa when she was like getting out of the hotel. And then I was like, Melissa, she she told me what's going on. And I was like, oh, you know, Melissa, I lost my luggage. It's gone. And she was like, you'll find it. So I was like, okay, maybe she sees in somewhere in quantum field, you know? And then what happened was I got a call from Matrix Energetics office and they told me, oh, uh, here's a person who has your luggage. And can I give your number to her? And then they're like, oh, she happened to be interning Matrix Energetic Seminar. I was Mm. like, wow, that's not the same person, the dude they told me they gave my luggage to. So I connected with her. And then she was like, you don't believe what happened to me. But since we both take Matrix Energetics, I'm not going to, I'm just going to tell you what's happened. So she came from where she is to Baltimore with her sister and they are very neat. So they're like, we only had two luggages in our car. And then by the time to go back to where she come from, they made one stop and then they came home. And the next day when she was going to teaching, she saw my luggage on the passenger seat. Wow. She was like, there was nothing on my passenger seat. And your luggage appeared out of nowhere. And I was like, what the fuck? And then she said, oh, by the way, I'm happened to be going to New York in two weeks. Do you want me to, can we meet somewhere together and then I can give you my luggage? You know, and if you had just heard this story and not gone through it yourself, you might not have been able to believe it as much. I almost feel like that happened as a synchronicity to show you how powerful matrix energetics is. And, uh, you know, whenever we make an intention to shift our reality, how, how powerful that is. Um, because, you know, it's really an internal job. I mean, that was mostly what uh, Daniel was talking about. And you and I have said in the past, and um, so on top of your story, I want to talk about uh, just a little bit about Dolores Cannon, because, um, you know, I'm, she's my mentor as far as, uh, you know, going into the quantum healing and her technique. And I've read her books over the years. And actually, uh, I'm working on um, some work with a, a friend in Sweden, and we're going, we're basing 
our format on how Dolores did things. Um, but one of the things that scared me was that when she talked about New Earth, it sounded like our friends and family members, the ones that didn't raise their vibration enough, were just going to disappear out of our reality. And that bothered me for some time. You know, like yeah. there was definitely, you know, definitely Earth that was going to separate and here's 5D Earth and here's 3D Earth and they're not that far away from each other, but I'm going to be here and they're going to be there if they don't wake up. So I think what that did was it made a lot of people and I'm, I'm, I'm inferring some things here, but if I took it that way, I think other people might've taken it that way. And they started yeah. getting really concerned about waking up their family members. They really wanted, you know, what we call sleepers, people that aren't aware, um, consciously aware of the the matrix um we wanted to wake them up we felt like it was our duty to wake them up and so we make videos and we talk to everybody and we basically started getting kind of pushy with people trying to wake them up and the reason that doesn't work and i also think that there's not going to be two separate earths and neither the twins should meet i think there's one earth different dimensions yeah right so we can exactly. still see people that are in 3D. We can still see people that are in 4D and of course interact with you know 5D. It's our choice. That's the point I'm trying to make. So I'm not putting Dolores down. She, she gained through sessions what she could and told us like as a reporter, right? This is what came through. This is the information. And she even called four of her books, The Convoluted Universe, because it was a mind pretzel, right? It's hard mm -hmm. to grasp that sort of information. But what I think we're doing now is we're adding to those. We're not saying you were wrong, but what we're doing is we're saying, okay, this is how multidimensionality actually works. And, um, you know, Daniel presented that very well. I hope you guys will check out his uh, YouTube because he does have a written part. You know, he has a transcription of the channeling, which I don't think I've seen before, but it's right there in words. So if you don't even hear everything he's saying, it's there, you can read it. And I've actually downloaded it and put it in a file for myself so I can refer back to it uh, whenever I want to. I, but, want, I want to add something. So... It's really important for you guys to listen to his channeling because light code or send uh, while um, he's channeling. So reading, if you don't have a time, that's okay. But it's really great to listen to because it's not a word he's just transmitting. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. no, I actually, and, and the same thing with you when you channel Ashtar and, uh, you know, any of us that are working with these higher level beings, we're also transmitting light codes. So I'm really glad you brought that up. That's a great point. But um, I'm going to get to the meat and potatoes of it, which is only, we can only change ourselves. Okay. Mm -hmm. And when we do, others then become, a re you know, we move to another reality and others are a reflection of ourselves at that point of vibration. So we're meeting with another version of the people that we know in our lives now, once we change that reality, we can't change them, you know, like externally, nobody can change another person. You know, we may be able to say things that, you know, kind of help and convince people or put the thoughts in their minds, but to meet a new version of the people that we want to be with and have in our lives, we need to change ourselves, our own vibration, our own beliefs about things. And then once we shift internally, we find ourselves, as Daniel said, in a new location. It's a new dimensional location, which means yeah. the people we encounter in that new dimensional location are also a different version of themselves. Mm -hmm. And this is all, and I think this point is the biggest point, this is all by soul agreement because we are not multidimensional anyway. There's an aspect of Sue and an aspect of Erica and an aspect of each one of you that exists on many, many, in many, many realities, right? They're already there. It's just activating the consciousness when you get there. That's by agreement, right? So yeah. that's how we can interact. It's not that 
that person was left behind in another dimension. And now that you're in 5D, you're never going to see them again. No, that's not how that works. We still have the people in our lives, friends, family, right? If their soul chose to have energy in that reality, then you will see them. Yeah. And you, you are the creator. So, you know, um, I did learn my lesson again. <laughs> I was listening to Janine and then um, I didn't know about Bill Cooper. So um, about who? I decided to read his book. And then I read only one chapter that they decided to take out because if it's taken out, it must be important. Wait, so hang on. I who are you talking about? Erica, who are you talking about? Bill Cooper. Bill Cooper. Okay. He's the original person who wrote the book and then um, about original conspiracy theories, which I don't think it was conspiracy theory. Whatever the stuff he was talking about, people were talking about that in the 90s, like uh, he's a man-made weapon to kill certain kind of people from certain kind of uh, racial groups and the gays. You know, it, it wasn't conspiracy theories. I didn't read any book, but people around me are talking about this, you know? Like later mm -hmm. people. So it yeah. wasn't really surprised or anything. The whole point is I read that certain chapter and then I could feel the vibrational change right away. Like it, it went down. It dropped immediately from like, wow, I'm so happy to boom. So I was like, you know what? I, I don't have to, I mean, he wrote, he wrote this book for awakening or truth or something. It's nice. If people resonate, they can read. But to me, I immediately uh, decided not to read anymore. Because yeah, because you already know this. That, that too. Why keep, whole, going, why keep going back to the energy of it if yeah, you already know it? Yeah, the whole point is like, uh, I was curious because this is a new person I never met or know about and then it was talked about so i was curious like what did he write but the whole point mm -hmm. is like when you choose to align yourself with the vibration um you can feel like right away with your body or i can feel the vibration but i'm pretty sure people can feel with their bodies or emotions right if yeah. you're no longer happy and chippy when you saw the movies or tvs or read something that's part of your creation to create a shape and creating so it's really important to be mindful to decide whether you want to continue reading or stuff like that because like i immediately you know reminded that part and next day i happened to watch daniel's channeling and then you know 90 actarians are reminding me of that like, are you going to pay attention to cabal or are you going to pay attention to flowers? So I was like, okay, I'm going to pay attention to a uh, uh, drug dungeon podcast. Like these gay guys, they talk about really good review of the TV shows. Really funny. So, you know, I already listened to most of them, but um, I decided to listen because they are so funny. So um, it's like... We need it's to interesting because when you said that, I'm like, I'm always like flowers. I have gardens. I love being out there. I love the animals, the birds. We're trying to figure out the bird songs. So, yeah. you know, whatever it is that brings you joy is that's much rather than, because like I said, we keep going back into the energies. Like after you know the information, you know it, you know, there's a cabal, you know, that they controlled humans on earth for thousands of years you know that they've manipulated everything you know that, the, that they've done horrible things why keep going back to look into it or reread it even if it is another person's version if that's going to bring your energy down you're doing yeah, it out of curiosity because there's a piece of information that you didn't know and you want to be knowledgeable about it fine but still you got to watch your vibration yeah because truthfully when they start when anybody starts talking about um military people going in the dumps and finding what they found i i frick i turn it right off i can't listen to that shit it's way too dark for me and i don't need to know exactly what they were doing to those kids 
to get a full picture of what was going on. They were energy, uh, they were energy um, vampires. They were stealing their light and their energy. I don't need to know the details. That's just disgusting and horrific. And in, in my mind, I, you know, like I hear those kind of things and I can't sleep or I have bad, really bad dreams. What's the point of it? I don't even hear it. I won't hear it. Yeah. So I mean, you switched to something that was enjoyable to you and that's the best choice. Yeah. So that, that is the whole point of the thing. Like we, we need to be very responsible and aware. I mean, I was like, yeah, we all have a curiosity like oh I didn't know about this so I want to find out but like after you 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 read something or finding out and then kind of like ask yourself how are you feeling right now after you read the piece of whatever like I'm not saying like you know whatever the stuff you get uh drop from uh, you know telegram or whatever a lot of times I get super excited like, wow, like we're physically proceeding, you know? But if you don't get that kind of like positive excitement because you get physical evidence of, wow, things are changing really fast, you know? Then, um, you know, being aware of what kind of a vibrational change you are experiencing right now. Because if you do that, you immediately shift to the other timeline. Mm-hmm. whatever timeline that is yeah and it's it's a worthy point uh i know we've said it i hate to be redundant but it's just so important we can go between realities multi-dimensional realities or timelines whatever you want to call it um instantaneously so yeah. you know you could be going along you wake up you're in a great mood you got a good attitude you're doing you know really well so Chances are, you know, you're high 4D, might even be 5D, 6D, whatever. And then you encounter information or have an interaction with somebody or you decide you're going to read, you get curious about something on the news and you're going to look into it. And then boom, you've you've dropped into a different uh, dimensional frequency. And um, just for looking into it, so be careful with curiosity. I mean, if it's if it's knowledge that you already know, trust it. Yeah, know, that, then, know that you know. You don't need, need to know every single thing about it. Um, yeah, you don't. Because, and then, and then, you know, so say you do drop down into, you know, some kind of 3D, 4D dimensional thing. You can pull yourself back out of it again pretty much as quickly as you went there, but be conscientious that that's what happened. Yeah, and then plus it takes, unless you're skillful, you know, immediately going back down is much easier than going back up. Yeah. That's why like higher beings are saying we, we, we need to be mindful of what we expose ourselves to. Right? Absolutely. Or like Absolutely. Even, even let's say if you're really good at the finding the positiveness of everything, what we talked about last time, even if you get exposed to seemingly negative information, but you are the kind of a special person who can find the positiveness and get uplifted by reading, reading it, even though majority of people don't see it that way. If you are that person, that's okay too. But like higher mm-hmm. beings are generally like telling us to um, focus on the nature, focus on something you like, because that's easier. You don't need a special skill to lift yourself up from when you shift down. You know, I got an example for what you just said, you know, like a real life example. Uh, Brent and I were sitting on the front porch this morning and Mm -hmm. um, he was playing a video where um, Aaron Judge, who is a Yankee, was uh, working or, or uh, being friends with uh, a child who has cancer and um, the whole video was about how he had uh, come back to this child because the child wanted a he was a baseball card fanatic and how this child wanted a special card so what Aaron Judge did was he went and um, took a picture of him and the child in their first meeting and then added some more Yankees to it and then they had a card created you know very specially for this child and 
you know, I could hear Aaron Judge's voice, I could hear the child, and he sounded, uh, the boy sounded very weak, okay? So I'm listening to this story, and I just, I could just feel my energy going up and up and up because of what this beautiful person did for another human being, you know, just to lift his spirits. And then Brent says to me, and I'm not criticizing, I'm not judging, I'm just saying how two different people can take something out of the same event. Mm -hmm. differently he started becoming sad about yeah. the child you know the tears and the eyes and everything and he says I don't know how these guys do it how they interact with people that are really sick like that and they and they just keep so upbeat and they uh he says here I am I'm just sitting here crying my opinion on that is that if a person focuses on the sick child they're going to have a sad experience yeah if the po person focuses on what this beautiful human being is doing to uplift another human being, then you have more of a positive light experience from it. It's the same experience. It's just yeah. two people experiencing it differently. So what are we focusing on? That's mm -hmm. my point with telling the story. Um, and if you're not, and because I used to be this way, if you're not the kind of person that can watch a story or see a, you know, a really sick person and be okay with it, you know, when I was, when I was a child, I used to burst into tears. We'd be at a restaurant and I'd see somebody that was disabled or mentally, physically, whatever, um, or struggling. And I, I just would like immediately, um, have this empathy for the sad part of what I was seeing rather than understand because you know when I was a kid I didn't understand that we have different soul plans and that you know people do come into this existence with disabilities or problems or illnesses on purpose they do it on purpose you know because they want to have that experience when I was a kid I didn't understand that all I could do was see the disability now I'm much different but um so maybe if a story or a situation in your life, you haven't gotten to that point yet where you can see the other side of it. Um, maybe don't immerse yourself in those kind of stories. Yeah. <laughs> Until like, that's true. Yeah. Because you know, like even like um when you read like, you know, wow, the member of the club, and then you get pissed off because all oh, this person is a member, blah, blah, blah. I mean, those feeling of anger is not really, um, you know, creating a high vibrational reality. So, oh, so you mean like if you were reading, if you were reading about a Hollywood person, and you find out their cabal. Is that what you mean? It's just the uh, whole point is it's a good idea to focus on how what kind of world do you want to create. So whatever the information, whatever the person or whatever the stuff you come across to do you really want to create my reality based on this feeling could be anger could be sadness could be hate do you really want that you know what i'm saying so that is a good question to ask for yourself and if answer is no don't don't delve into it like don't yeah it doesn't mean you have to be ignorant. Your ego want to say, oh, you're being ignorant. Like you decided not to. I mean, seriously, after you shift to 5D, you're going to have more uh, wider perspective to know something because you have a knowingness. So you don't really have to collect the information anymore. Yeah. I want to mention um, one other part of... Uh what Daniel was talking about his download from the Arcturians, uh, which is why do we have multiple realities? I mean, they didn't come out and say, this is why we, well, I think they did actually. Uh, why did humanity and all souls create multiple realities? You know, cause we're all source, we come from source. But too. Like we do have- All of us, like, everybody, everybody. From, from source on out, this is this was created by all of us in this universe why because and he said well hang on he said mm -hmm. which i agree with 110 percent, is that um we set this up taking responsibility for it. it's not we're not victims um because we could have a new experience of them we could have a new experience of ourselves um everyone we encounter 
um, by agreement is, you know, a different version of themselves in each dimension. And so we could explore our own uh, creationship by how are we creating ourselves to be, how are we experiencing ourselves, but we also understand that once we create a higher state of consciousness for ourselves, then we then meet other people that are also behaving with higher consciousness. And I think that's brilliant. You know, many, many ways to know ourselves and others. It's a playing field, really. What's your, what's your thought on it? Yeah, I mean, we are the small creator. So prime creator wanted to experience a lot of different lives and a lot of different realities through us. So that's a multidimensional when we look at the multidimensionality. So we are the mini version of prime creator, you know, we're little creator. So if we construct our world based on that way of construction of the reality, that totally makes sense. And that's also like when you use the left side of brain, it's a very effective of uh, one uh, gathering the information and also growing yourself as a soul in most effective manner. So you don't have to incarnate yourself like trillion of times because everything is happening at the same time. Yeah, yeah. And then, yeah. you know, it's kind of, to me, where magic comes in. And um, because for me, it is magical just to change our thoughts, words, and deeds changes our whole reality. That's it. It's like equivalent to having a magic wand. And going, yeah. Uh, I don't like, I don't like the way what I've been creating thus far, or maybe I'm just waking up and realizing that I'm the one creating it. How can I change it? Uh -huh. You know, and then I, so this day and this moment point, I'm weaving this reality. And then maybe tomorrow I want to try weaving another one and, and keep adding to it. It's just like, well, geez, now that I've got, uh, for example, now I've moved to the place. I, I really want to be where I feel like I love it here. And this is where I'm meant to be. I've weaved that into existence. Now, what am I going to weave next? You know, maybe I want to get back into playing instruments again, like I used to for a lot of years and I loved it. Or I want to pull out my art supplies and um, start painting again. Or I want to meet people like us, you know, and bolster my group of um people that love these topics that just love talking about it and kicking around ideas raising their consciousness so maybe next I'm going to weave myself a new group to hang out with like right here in Florida where I live you know mm -hmm. there's no end to what we can create and people call it manifestation that's fine it doesn't matter what you call it but you're creating it you have to take responsibility for it so that's the biggest point of what we're doing today, what we're talking about. And yeah, think, and then we create based on our vibration. This is why we are focusing on, because, you know, our vibration is uh, influenced by emotions because human, human beings do have multiple emotions compared to higher beings. So it's harder to, you have to be master of emotions means, um, you know, if you can be Zen, no matter what happening, and then that's good because your vibration is stable. But unless you reach that Zen point, a lot of us will get triggered, right? Whatever the stuff we see, whatever the stuff we read. So, well, a great example of that is: Are you focusing on Ukraine, mm -hmm. or are you focusing on micro? Uh, all the great things he's doing with people to help people that are helping other people? Or do you want to focus on your backyard because the sun's out and you're watching your dog play in the rain, snow, whatever? I mean, there's such a huge difference in the energy. Yeah, if I'm going to yeah. focus on Ukraine, I'm promising you I'm going to feel like shit. Even if I believe that Putin's a good guy and he's getting rid of biological um factories that's still the cabal narrative right so even well, if, it doesn't matter if you if you believe putin's good or bad that is there's still a fight that's my point 
And that's a type of energy that's fight energy. And then I'm going to go tell, or you're talking about the jab or COVID or whatever. That's fight energy. That's separation. Or are you going to focus on people that are doing good in the world? Are you going to focus on, um, you know, maybe your friend just brought you, you know, surprised you with some flowers or cookies or something. I don't know. There's a million examples of changing the focus, but are you fighting or are you peaceful? Are you seeing the good in humanity? Are you seeing that uh, the light overcomes the dark? Yeah. And just believing that the light overcomes the dark without needing the proof. Yeah, I mean, focusing on war, it's not helpful. So, you know, uh, it's not the being irresponsible or stupid if you decide to focus on like me, I, I, I watch like, you know, uh, drug dungeon podcast a lot lately because they are fun. So <laughs> more yeah, I have guess, some fun. It is. And then they make a fabulous funny comment about TV shows. You know, I'm not pretty much fun, not foul. So it's really nice to listen to their brilliant remarks on how they create because that's my interest. Like, you know, I, I love creating all this um, content. And then if they talk about stuff in such a funny way, you know, and they do have a point and it's really fun to listen to really. And then you actually laugh. So some people can say, oh, how, how high vibe it is when person is bashing on TV show or whatever. But if you happen to really find, um, so much love and then you feel you're uplifted because it's really funny you know there's nothing wrong with that so you can find your own way of how can you find anything to uplift you could be gardening for you too and it could be anything for you guys you know like whatever you like like i want to tell you what or watching a dog video or whatever that is okay i, I want to i want to tell you what's happening with us now we've uh Brent and I like to watch crime shows because um, we try to, we compete a little bit to see who can figure out who done it before the other. And um, yeah, it's kind of brainy stuff that we like to do um, based on the writers, you know, like how they usually write a story. Uh, like, like Benedict Cumberbatch is, um, oh, shoot. I can't think of it. He's the great English uh, inspector. Um, frick. I can't believe it. I'm trying to tell a story and I can't think of names. I have trouble with names. Anyway, there's differences in writing on, um, you know, how they play a show. But anyway, we noticed in, we're watching Bones now um, with David Borneas. And because um, I liked his work in Buffy and, and that and Angel it was interesting and fun. What we're noticing is that the cases that are coming out now, um, and th- this show was, you know, aired in early 2000. It has a lot of revelation of what the cabal was doing, right? But instead of going, oh, I'm going into that dark energy and this is horrendous and cannibalism and all that. No, I don't. I don't go into the energy of that. But what I do is I go into and and you're a movie producer, so you're going to understand me when I say this. I go into being interested in how they're presenting it, like how they let the message out without really saying it. Because this was, I think, 2003 that these shows were around those years. It was way before uh, the Janet Ozabard's Fall of the Cabal and you know the real deep details coming out um but I don't lose any um of my vibration watching it because number one I'm not focused on cabal energy I'm focused on how they're presenting it like how they creatively showed it to us without coming out and saying it and also uh we still have our competition of who's going to guess who done it (laughs) based on the writing so that's fun So I'm actually watching dark, what most people would consider dark material, but it's my intention of watching it that makes the difference on how it affects me. Does that make sense? It does, because you see like 
I love original Gossip Girl. And then I, I saw the comments, people saying, oh, that show is so toxic. They talk about toxic relationship. But the way the characters are written is very entertaining. So when you go through the characters' lives and then you feel like, oh, you are rooting on one character and they're going through her life, then you actually did go through her life without dying, like I talked about last time. So you, you do learn the lesson without experiencing. Yeah, you do without- Without having to live the life. Yeah. yeah, without experiencing that kind of toxic relationship in your life, but you can kind of like uh, experience simulation through TV or movies without really living in that life, which is bonus, right? So it's kind of like you're saying it's like the anthropological point of view, like an anthropologist studies cultures to learn more about, you know, why they did things a certain way. It's, it's more of like a, a journey of discovery and without actually having to be in that society and learn it through experiencing it. Um, so we can look at, like you watch the Gossip Girl and you could see the characters and what was happening in their lives and what it might be like. Yeah, and then you, since you experience the character, um, you meet the person like that in your like, real life, you, you can have a compassion instead of like totally being judgmental, you know, mm-hmm. to other person. So when it has to written well, you know, um, I don't watch like horror, horror movies or horror TV because it has a certain frequency. It has a fear frequency. So there's no way to turn that around. So I don't watch those. Yeah, you're not really learning anything from those either, other than don't go in the garage and run away. <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing is, like, I used to love horror movies, and I still think, like, The Omen, the original, or, or other, like, masterpieces are amazing. But after, you know, me having my ability to feel the frequency, it just doesn't do any good by watching it and then feeling all this fear frequency throughout whatever 90 minutes well there's a big difference between there's a big difference between the older horror like you talked about with um the omen that had a really good story it does and it had really good character development because i think there was omen one two and three so you could follow the main character through all three but um versus uh Halloween, which really has no storyline. I mean, the only storyline is what happened to Jason when. But Jason you know. does have a background story. I watched a lot of old ones, right? So yeah, I, but I mean, it's more of a scare you effect than built on character development. You know. That's true, but whole point is like, what kind of major frequency occupied in those? Yeah, it yeah. has because if you are big horror film fan like I used to be and then when you watch those you get uplifted and you get excited that's how your thing that makes you happy right that's fine but me I I feel vibration I I can no longer feel excited by any kind of well-written show it's well-written you know some of them are masterpiece but I choose not to watch them because I don't really feel like feeling that vibration fear 90 minutes 120 minutes no matter how well it is so Mm. each of the people you know you have your boundaries so you got to find out your own boundaries like what kind of stuff is totally uncomfortable for you to expose yourself into you know and Mm. then some people say like some of the comedy movies or comedy stuff like they're totally stupid what's the point of watching it but when you're watching it and you you get uplifted because it's so stupid, you know, <laughs> it's fine. Yeah. You, you get enjoyment out of it instead of like watching something like, for example, news, and then your vibration is automatically like dropped because of what you're seeing on the screen. Yeah. Because we get affected by it, by what we watch or read or whatever. So you got to really know yourself. It's not like everybody's like the same. 
So we create our reality in our own way, but you have to know what's your thing and what is your not nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and, you know, that ties into other conversations we've had in the past about no gurus and, you know, be careful of, you know, a gurus creating their reality. Maybe you want to create something different. Um, yeah. Uh, you hear, you hear something that, um, you know, a lot of people are following and believe in. Okay. But is that yours? I don't know. You decide you're the creator. You, you decide whether that's yours or not, whether you're adapting it, but also on top of that, um, you know, I'm just personally going to suggest uh, let's stop trying to save everybody around us because we're going to meet them. You know, it's okay to go ahead and ascend um, to your higher vibrations. It's okay to do that because you're going to, the ones that you want in your life, you're going to have them there by agreement, you know, mm -hmm. they're just going to be a different version of what you know um, you might be very pleasantly surprised but stop trying to convince people that they have to wake up because um all you're really doing is <laughs> uh keeping yourself from going yeah because you are i mean people think we are not the simulation but in a way you are inside of your own hologram and then people around you are kind of simulation even though it's a, your creation so they're not going to change they may change a little bit but whole point is you try to change outside when you're in one reality, it's not gonna happen. If you really wanna change it, shift your vibration means work on yourself and then shift yourself to more positive timeline. Then people around you are going automatically like different, like, you know, my back- They're gonna be a reflection like, of you. Same yeah. thing. I mean, it's not always a reflection of you, but reflection of your vibration. That's what I meant. Reflection of the vibration, yes. Yeah, so if you happen to have a lot of like fear energy or whatever that is, and then whatever the stuff is um, derived from that root main energy, right? So whatever the stuff you really seriously want to ask yourself, like, and it's, it's faster if you shift yourself instead of trying to change other people. I really think that's the only way to do it. Um, yeah, that's I know way. in my life, I've tried to change people and it just doesn't work. It just doesn't work. We can only change ourselves. Mm -hmm. And then relationship wise, you know, besides the energy and everything, nobody wants to be changed by other people. You, you decide you want to change. So, yeah. you know, you want yeah. to have a good relationship with other people, you know, just respect each other's differences and then if you really don't like whatever the stuff going on in your life work on yourself and shift to another timeline yeah 100 so well, that was what daniel was talking about yeah yeah yep. i agree yeah so it's good stuff um you know i hope you do post uh yeah i the, love post that yeah a so link to that i hope you guys gonna decide you know, it's always a good idea to uh, find out what your theme of your life, you know, so you can, instead of like going through your life without any theme, if you have a theme, my theme is fun. So <laughs> everything I decide how much I can have fun out of this and that. So, you know, that's my theme. So when you decide that, you can pick and choose what you want to expose yourself to. Yeah. You know? And then there's sub-themes um, that support the main theme. But yeah, I agree. Absolutely. Yeah. And then that then you can be a responsible creator um, instead of like uh, being passive. Or thinking that things happen to you and you have no control over it. Yeah, or like you decide other people's whatever, the popular opinion or other people's popular goodness, and then you're going to say, say, oh, that's what's going to happen. Okay, do you want that, really? If you agree, whatever the stuff you hear, fine, you resonate with it, you, that's fine. But if you're done, seriously, you know? Yeah, you know, when everybody was freaking out about COVID when it first happened in 2020, I decided from the minute I heard about it that 
it was just a flu like everything else and it, it wasn't going to be a big deal. I was not afraid. I had COVID in my house twice. I think it was COVID. The PCR tests are bullshit. So who knows? It was probably just any old flu or some kind of Corona flu. But anyway, it was in my house twice. Did I get sick either time? No. Why? Because I created my reality, which I said, this is not what they're saying it is. I could feel that it was a fault. I could feel that it was trying to create fear. And I could feel that ever since I decided six years before that never to take vaccines again for my own reasons, I'm not saying people that take them are wrong. I'm saying for my personal choice, I decided not to take them anymore. Um, but I just wasn't going to make a big deal out of it. Did I have natural immunity or did I, because I created it? I think so. I also took care of my diet and that sort of thing, but I wasn't tuning into the fear. I wasn't believing in the fear. Yeah, I had to put a mask on because I had to go to the store and get groceries. And I lived in New York at the time, so I did that. But a lot of times I'd wear my mask under here and I used to have a game out of it and say to myself, I wonder how many dirty looks I'm going to get because I'm wearing my mask down here because I like to breathe air, you know. Um, <laughs> you know, so like you said, have fun. But believing in your health, believing in your immune system, believing in yourself all the way around that you can create and be what you wish to be. That's big. Yeah, and then if you're curious about how you can maintain your body in a healthy manner, you know, you can get a lot of information about alternative medicine or herbs. You know, I have a lot of knowledge on that because I'm personally interested in those. But whole point is like, what you're interested in, what makes you happy, that's part of taking care of yourself and then Everybody do have a different opinion about something, right? Like how to care your body, for example. So yeah. we are learning how to accept each other's differences. So even though Sue and I, we have pretty much similar point of view on a lot of things, but you know, if I had totally opposite point of view from, you know, that those I'm I'm the one who go to and get the vaccine right away or whatever. There is nothing wrong with these people, you know. That's right. Like they feel like they get huge effect from that. So they feel they're they getting create, a benefit, and so maybe they did. Yeah. So they create like this amazing uh, cure from that, and then they are the creating that reality. So it may be working on that way for their yeah. reality. Yep. And then, or it may have no effect at all. Yeah. Or you know. It depends because there's been so much controversy about that. And I'll be the first to admit, I was like really railing against vaccines when all of that first started. And then I kind of had a, a raise of consciousness to realize that basically I am contradicting myself because when I believe that I can create my own reality, but then I go and tell other people how to create theirs, that's me imposing what I'm creating on them. Yeah. Or trying to. Yeah. Not that it worked, but I'm just saying that was, you know, so that's why I stopped doing that because it's like, Hey, I can't tell other people what their reality is. I just based on what I think is the truth. Yeah. Um, and that's like you said, somebody might take the vaccine and it really worked for them because they believed in it. Yeah. And then they are so happy about it. So yeah. I'm not going to start spearing my information, my knowledge to them to kill, kill their joy. You know, but I, I'm just admitting that I did do that for a while. That was my, you know, hopefully I've grown, which I think I have. But um, back then, I, it was this whole saving mentality. It was like, oh, no, you just don't know what you're doing. Because we all can, maybe most of us can agree there was an agenda there. But yeah. Are we buying into that narrative and that agenda? And does that apply to everybody? Or what about the people that don't even know about the agenda? They, they tell themselves no effect right yeah so I've, i'm learning so much over the last couple of years and you know i was kind of pissed off in 2020 by um having to go through it but uh as i in retrospect in the rearview mirror looking back i go wow i grew so much just going through the last two years how could i be upset about that yeah and then Gathering knowledge is okay. If you are the kind of people who get excited about it, we won't stop you. But 
when we are connected to our heart field or the heart center, it will always direct you to which way to go. You don't really have need to have tons of information about something to deal with, deal with something. Unless you are personally curious to find out like what kind of alternative medicine you can use for you know, allergies like I'm having, that, that's fine, you know? But whole point is like, you don't have to know everything in order to control your world because you yeah, can't really like, control your world, you know? Yeah, and I, I think the easiest way to uh, do what you're saying is to have faith and trust that yeah. um, everything's, working and your you know you've set your intentions you've decided what your joy is and what you're going to create for yourself and now the next step is to release and have faith that it's coming to you uh through synchronicity just like how you introduced me to daniel scranton that was a synchronicity i was supposed to connect with his work at that time and i'm so glad i did um you know we don't have to tune in to every um social media post, even, even though the group we know we believe in, um, they might have information that we don't have. We got to also have faith that we're going to have a synchronicity happen when, when it's time for us to know something, that information will come to us and it may come in unexpected ways. We yeah, don't have to yeah. keep tuning in every, every minute of the day or five times a day because we're afraid we're going to miss something. Yeah, that's true. And then just uh, measure your emotion, how you're feeling when you're you know, reading, watching. If you're still excited, fine, go for it. But somehow you're not, stop. <laughs> you know? Multiple All right, realities. So that's what we wanted to talk about today. And next week, we're going to bring more interesting subjects. Thank you so much for watching. Please share, like, subscribe. And then we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. So this is the episode for today. We see you guys next week. Bye.